Well, hello, my friends. Are you ready for some more scary stories? This is Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I'm your host, Stephen LeBooth. <laughs> I've got a lot of Christmas scary stories to tell you. Hope I don't make you pee the bed tonight. Well, hope everybody's been having a great week. Hope everybody's been having a great holiday season or Christmas season or whatever you want to call it right now. But I'm going to throw a little scary stuff in the Christmas like I've been doing. I'm going to finish up with the Christmas uh, scary stories today, myths and legends, stuff like that. But before I get to that, I'm going to just ask everybody how you doing. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, like I said, hope everything's going great for you. Hope you've been uh, watching some scary movies or just watching some scary stuff or just watching ghost stuff or something or listening to me. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, <coughs> sorry about that. I had to stop. My studio dogs were being jerks and getting into stuff, so I had to smack them around. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, hope everybody's been having a great week at work and everything. Uh, by the way, just want to say thank you to everybody for the downloads, the likes, the subscribe buttons you keep hitting, the five-star reviews. You guys are cool. You're awesome. I'm glad you're listening. And just want to say thanks to all the fans and people that listen to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess we'll uh, get started. Our first story is Krumpus. You cannot have a spooky Christmas list without Krumpus. This guy is St. Nicholas's uh, evil twin with horns, hoofs, and uh, mohawk uh, tongue thing. Most people think this guy lives in Germany. But he's also in Australia, Australia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Sylvania, and Northern Italy. So this dude gets around. While St. Nicholas focuses on good children, Krumpus decides his attention... Krumpus... Directs his attention to the less good to shoot uh, kids. Timer vision, Tamer vision of Krampus have him doing nothing more than <coughs> scaring kids, give them lumps of coal, while their friends get candy from Saint uh, from uh, from Saint Nick from Saint Nicholas. Sometimes he whips them into shape with a branch. Ooh, he actually whips their ass. The uh, more hardcore version has him with a uh, sack or a sack or a basket to kidnap children. Depending on who's telling the story, Krumpus either eats them, drowns them, or sends them straight to hell. Those Europeans are pretty crazy. I mean, could you imagine telling your kids stories like that to make them be good? Well, if you're not good... St. Nicholas won't come. Krampus will come and eat your fucking head off. I mean, come on. Could you imagine telling your kids shit like this? Wow. 
Okay, number seven. Our next story is the wild hunt. When the winter winds blow and the Yule fires are are lit, it is best to stay indoors, safely shut shut away from the dark paths and the wild heaths. Huh. And the wild heaths. That don't make any sense. Those who would who wander out uh, by themselves during the Yule nights may uh, hear sudden rustling through the tops of the trees, a rustling that may be a wind through the rest of the woods is still. So basically, you're chilling, chilling in the woods at late at night, and the top of the tree branches are moving, but only where you are. Hmm. But then the uh, barking of dogs fills the air and the host of wild souls sweeps down. Fire flashing from their eyes of black hounds and the hooves of black horses. Kadolf Hengen Gudenrosen, he was a mountain thunder. Hmm. Okay. This one takes multiple forms all across Europe. Vikings Vikings thought it was led by Odin. Southern Europeans believe it was a crazy witch lady who babysit dead kids. Ah, oh, how nice. Very nice of her. Creepy as hell, but very nice. <coughs> Early uh, Christian lures said it was the host of dead sinners and evildoers taking a vacancy from hell. But everyone agreed the wild hunt was not for mortals. To see in person was a very bad omen, like someone you love is dying this year, or you're falling all of your, you're failing all of your finals, or, you know, just bad luck, you know. Something bad's going to happen if you see the wind the wild hunt, the wind coming, baby. So if you're in the woods and you see that, then you're fucked. Would y'all stop? Sorry if my dogs are making noise. Okay, I guess we will go on to our next story. Our next story is (coughs) Fragati. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I almost read the same thing again. Okay, anyways. Fragati. Some believe that the uh, Fragati was one of the leaders of the wild hunt. She was, uh, only, she was only ever seen during the 12 days of Christmas. Others pegged her as a walking public service announcement. After all, you shouldn't leave the front door open. Not only is it a uh, security risk, but it's the it's uh, really bad for the uh, energy bill. <laughs> Pretty funny. <sighs> if what if while she wandered the streets of German speaking uh, speaking Europe, Fragati found a horse with the door o- a house with the door open. Found a fucking horse with the door open. What the hell? Anyways, he found a 
house with the door open, she would send a dog. She was the dog's uh she was the dog's vision of the crazy lady. So basically this dog could see for the crazy lady, she would send the dogs in to see, you know, what was there. She had a whole pack of them, all of them undead. The dogs would be impossible to send away as it whined and begged for food. If the homeowners were jerks and decided to kill the dog, the body would turn to stone and the phenom would come back. It brought bad luck to the re- to the the for the rest of the year. A lot of superstitions with this stuff. Freaking crazy. Okay, I already read that one. Ooh, let's see what this one is. <laughs> this one's called The Girther. Based on the episode, the episode Seasons of Belief from Tales from the Dark Side. The Greether is a monster who lives in the North Pole, probably just down the street from Santa Claus. I knew he was crooked. He's known for his basketball-sized hands and arms as big as boa constrictors. But instead of using them to enter weightlifting contest, okay, that was kind of dumb. He uses them to uh, reach into people's houses and squeeze their heads until they pop. Ooh, what an asshole. So he just reaches inside while your window's open and... Uh, okay. Prince O'Brien's from Game of Thrones. He was created by the fear, grief, and anger of the crew of the ship that got lost in the uh, Arctic. Before they all died, oh, and I hope you're not reading this aloud. The Gether hates his sound of his own name. Stop! Sorry about that. His victims are the ones who say it out loud. So, don't say the Gatherer. The Gatherer. I hope nothing bad happens to me. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry about them interruptions, guys. It won't happen anymore. Okay. My next story is The Christmas Tree and the Wedding by Fonder Doskimsky. Sorry if I butchered that, but it's Doskimsky. Something like that. Anyways. This one was written in 1848 in uh, in Russia. It's not so much scary. It is creepy and it's slimy because while it's fiction, you could bet something like this could happen thousands of times throughout history. It takes place at a Christmas party where the narrator is getting bored of watching the children play with their new toys and one of them is uh, the host's daughter. An eleven-year-old, an eleven-year-old who already has has a very handsome dory. I don't know what that is. She's playing with a boy around her age, 
the governor's son, the uh, lowest on the uh, social scale, the incomes a man, then incomes a man at least twice her age who wants that Dory. Remember, she's 11. And he starts flirting with her, kissing her on the uh, forehead, and and overall just being a creep. But she prefers to hang out with the other kid. The man chases the kid at, kid out of the room before convincing the girl's parents to invite him over again. Fast forward five years. Guess who's getting married? Ah, oh, gross. That's fucking nasty. So he waited five years for... Ugh, that ain't no... That ain't scary. Why would you... Why would you even put that in a scary story? That's gross. Why? <sighs> okay, I know this one ain't gonna be like that. This one even sounds good. Okay, this one's called... The Kid Bag by Allerjohn. By anyways, the cat bag. The cat bag by Blackwood. <coughs> A defense attorney's secretary, Johnson decided to head to the Alps for the holidays. He asked his boss to borrow a cat bag for the trip and the boss promises to have it sent to him that night. Earlier that day, the attorney had gotten a, uh, had gotten a vicious murder, a not guilty verdict by, oh, pleading uh, insanity. Nobody's really happy with the verdict, not even the attorney. Everyone believes he deserves to be hung, but, however, it's not like... It will come back to bite them in the butt or anything. When Johnson gets home that night, the cat bag is waiting for him. And he starts uh, packing up, but soon he starts uh, hearing footsteps in the hall. The cat bag starts to starts moving around when he uh, leaves the room. And then, a, of course, Johnson sees the uh, murderer and passes out. When he wakes up early the next morning, someone uh, from his uh, boss's office comes back. Oh, comes back with another cat bag, explaining that there was a mix-up. Johnson has the bag from the murder case, and the one killer had used the uh, used to hold his victim's body parts. Oh, and that killer, why he committed suicide last night? Well. Do you ask why? So this uh, guy was apparently, I guess a, ba a cat bag is something to pack for, you know, like a we call a suitcase now. Anyways, he asked his boss to borrow one. There was one at the house when he got there. So he figured it was him. No, it was this guy that got off of murder for pleading insanity. And he got out and committed another murder. That's crazy. Yeah. There was body parts in the freaking bag that he was loading up for his trip. And as he passed out when he seen the killer. So when he woke up and came to that morning, I guess the killer and stuff was gone. And he's like, but there was a bag here. That's fucking creepy. <coughs> that would really scare my bignonias. Really, really bad. 
Just going to check something really quickie. Okay. Ta-da. Okay. Second story. I don't know why I'm counting backwards. Anyways, Christmas, Christmas is Coming by Gina L. Grande. Published in the uh, Apex magazine in 2015. The next one is just 250 words of, of pure creepiness. Each year I... Oh, gross. Okay. Each year I watch you sleep. I like that you are still and breathing in quiet, and it's a game to keep you, that's, to keep you that way. Sometimes I'll move closer, carefully, carefully, running a finger across your sleeve, Touching my tongue to your hair. Lighting or letting my beard brush your forehead. Oh my God. If I can, I think you are, or here, if I, if I can, if I think you won't wake, I'll open a drawer. I'll press a th thumb into the contents and smile that you will wear my touch. Oh, gross. So he's touching her panties. Wise. <coughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't say if this is a male or female, so you don't know. Oh, God. My touching, unknowing your bare skin. Ah, maybe I'll open a closet. Maybe I'll move something on your dresser just a little. Maybe you'll notice. I like that you might not. The cookies I will eat, because why not? I'll think about you slumbering in the in the uh, other room and lick the crumbs from my fingers. Oh, God. I hold the plate on my lap, let it rest there. Eventually, I'll fill your stocking. Each gift I'll handle carefully, tenderly, before slipping it inside. I'll picture you in the morning finding what oh finding what I've left and sometimes I'll have to uh pause and catch my breath. I think about I think about this time last year and the year before. Each year is better than the last. Before I leave I will take one la one last look at you. <laughs> I might whisper to you. I might lean closer to your face and breathe hot into your ear. Merry Christmas. See you next year. Ho, ho, ho. <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> that one's freaking creepy. And it's basically the Santa Claus. What? Ah, oh, God. Why would you do that? That story was wrong, too. Just like that other one. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I should have read these through, but... I don't do that because I like being surprised as you guys are. Wow, that one's kooky. Okay. This one is called The Turn of the uh, Screw by Henry James. It's the turn of the screw, Letty Kicks. Published in 1898, the story doesn't take place during the holidays, but it was a popular one told during the Yuletide I hate it when they do that. During the Yuletide. 
It's told from the point of view of an unnamed governess freshly hired to look after two kids, Miles and Flora, while their uncle is away. She barely sets foot on their property before she starts seeing ghosts. Most people would keep oh, would keep job searching, but not this woman. She has a stubbornness issues. She asks the maid, Mrs. Gross, about the ghost. Mrs. Gross tells her they are former employees. Peter, Quint, and Miss Jewel. Once the ghost started getting in the house, the governor's decided it's time to call for help. But before she can send a letter to her boss, it gets stolen. The governess uh, suspects the, that the kids can see the ghost too. But they do not talk about it, not until Flora mysteriously falls ill. Mrs. Gross, Gross rushes her off the estate to see a doctor. Leaving the governess alone with Miles. Miles was one who Miles was the one who stole the letter. He sums he sums up the ghost of Peter Quint and then the governess looks into the uh, widow to see him, in the window to see him. She instantaneously dies of fright. Oh my god, that's fucked up and them kids help do it. Them little shits. That's what's wrong with kids these days. No respect for the right. No, I'm just kidding. But that's crazy, man. Jesus. Well, guys, that's all of my stories. I guess next year I'll save them instead of doing them all through Christmas or the month of December. I'll save them all for the Christmas special. I don't know. What do you say, laddie cakes? But I hope you all enjoyed them. That's some creepy shit. Uh, I hope you all remembered uh, some of the past ones I did. That one about the daughter getting chopped up and used for the Christmas ornament. That was ornaments. That was pretty gross. And uh, yeah, that one really got to me. I've never decorated another Christmas tree again. But yeah, I told some good ones. But you guys have a great holiday. And I hope you're going to have fun wherever you're at. And hey, even though it's fucking Christmas... Tell a scary story when you're sitting around with everybody. Be like, hey, you want to hear some creepy uh, Santa stories? I mean, or anything. So, yeah, man, keep it creepy. You know, tell some scary stories. Just because it's uh, Christmas don't mean we can't be spooky. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the new year. I'll uh, look at, I'm trying to look up some stuff for the new year, like legends or urban legends or you know stuff not to do at midnight i don't know or new year's i don't know hauntings or something i don't know i'll find something though for the new year's episode just think guys we got another week left after christmas and it's the new year so i hope everybody's been good and gets what they want from the old fat man (laughs) oh sorry about that And I want to say thank you again for listening. It means so much to me, guys, that y'all are listening and my fans are devoted. My numbers are growing in every country. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I want to thank you guys for the ride. I'm going to keep doing this, though, because I owe it to you fans since i got a good fan base now. Just want to say thanks, guys. And who knows, maybe my popularity 
popularity might build up a little bit and we might do some meet and greets or something or I don't know. But you guys uh, remember now I do have an email ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com. Uh, write me an email, send me something in. You can get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, so, yeah. And don't forget, it's a podcast, Ghost Stories Told from the South. Can be heard from Spotify, iHeart, iTunes. We're everywhere, guys. Everywhere around the world. So, I just want to say thanks to all you guys. You guys are great. And I hope you don't get too scared tonight thinking about the Santa Claus that might come get your nose. I don't know why I said that. That's kind of stupid. But anyways, you guys be good, be real. This has been Stephen LeBooth from Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host for the evening. <laughs> All right, guys, you good? You guys be good. We will holler at you cool cats later, ma'am. Bye.